welcome back to another episode of Bite-Sized Virtue. This is episode four as we continue marching through Advent. We are nearly at Christmas. If you are familiar with this whole liturgical calendar concept, of course, you know that the fourth Sunday of Advent, it's the last Sunday of Advent, and the only, you know, the next thing after that is Christmas. In some years, a really short Advent, you know, the, the, the fourth Sunday basically is at Christmas or just before Christmas, but this year is actually kind of interesting because it's the longest possible Advent. Fourth Sunday of Advent was, well, I'm recording it today, so that was, you know, um, this comes out on Tuesday, this was last Sunday. And Christmas is, of course, all the way on the other end of the week. So, longest possible Advent. Fun fact. This week, we're continuing the discussion with Paul. Um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly where to fit Deathblade Dragon's contribution into the timeline, but I'm sure something, I'm sure I'll fit it in somewhere. But for now, continuing the discussion with Paul. And actually, here, we didn't so much get into the whole idea of spirituality or anima technica vacua or anything like that we just kind of wound up talking about people really um for lack of any better way of putting it just let's dive into the conversation you'll see what i mean there was still a strong uh, idea of canadian identity through our values and so as long as you subscribe to these values which are never really defined very well other than like you know you know independence equality Blah, 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 like, you know, like really kind of vague um, truisms. Um, it's it's still the value language is by itself obscurest, and it, it doesn't really say anything concrete. Um, well, no, because I mean, like, yeah, the, the whole, I don't really like the term values either. I mean, and I mean, partly that's because, you know, I'd rather fall back on theology and moral philosophy and partly that's just because values values much like laws can shift over time and they do shift over time there's an there's a certain ephemerality to them versus you know something like um good theology good philosophy values are transient right the same as the same way that laws are transient um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we shouldn't make, you know, too much of an idol out of either, right? Because, I mean, a lot of the same criticisms that are, you know, being applied to people who overemphasize, quote, values, unquote, could probably also be applied to people who overemphasize laws as being, you know, the sole or primary or principal arbiters of what is or isn't right or wrong. Not that, you know, laws aren't important. I'm not trying to say that they're not. but they do change over time. And if we're going to yoke our understanding of what is right and wrong to whatever the law happens to say is permissible at any point in time, well, are we ready to do an about face if all of a sudden that's where changes to the law take us? Or are we going to have to face the fact that, you know, like, wow, here's a thing that I genuinely deeply to the core of my being believe to be wrong. And whereas previously the law had affirmed it as wrong, now it doesn't. What do I do? Well, I mean, you know, to again, we're going to, uh, we're going to, we're going to violate Goodwin's law because I think, uh, because I just, I just love to, um, yeah, you're a sucker for that. I know that. Yeah. 1932, Germany, 1935, Germany, or, or even 36, let's say 1932, 1936. Right. Whole relationship of the Jews to the Jew, to the state, Changed in those four years. Um, 
where, you know, did they suddenly not become, you know, human or whatever? Like, did like they suddenly weren't allowed to, you know, that a bunch of restrictions placed on them, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what, what, what changed about them? Absolutely nothing. But the laws did change. And so the, mor- the supposed morality of um, how to treat them in regards to uh, reference to the state or whatever completely changed. Right. So um, I'm not saying anything is like that today or whatever in you know, America or whatever. I'm not comparing to my political opponents to that kind of thing or whatever. But, um, you know, like th- this is where um, uh, the whole language of values is so subjective because, you know, a lot of quite a few Germans went along with that kind of changing of values of understanding of the Jews and stuff like that. They might not necessarily have necessarily agreed with what happened in 42, 43, 44, 45, but, um, you know, the Nuremberg laws um, weren't that controversial in Germany at the time, um, which is a like, very unfortunate, but uh, it's also... Um, the language of, of values bothers me because it also um, it I don't know one example I'm kind of thinking is like say I value a, a specific book say you know say um, say Harry Potter I value those books I think they're they're fantastic reads blah 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 you know they you know interesting characters, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I value them as a series. I think I, I'm better off having them. But I can understand somebody else value them less than I do, or you're not even necessarily liking them. Right. And it's just like, you know, it's all, you know, like Harry Potter. Yeah, or it's like Android you know, iPhone, right? Yeah, a little, a little bit, yeah. And it's so sort of like, yeah, I, I, yeah. But, um you know, having given the people the choice to like it or not, or to partake of it or not, I think is very important as well. But the, I, I don't think that that is a choice for everything. So for me, it's not a value to, it's not like a, a matter of value or a subjective opinion in classifying somebody as human or not human. So for example, like, you know, examples I just used of the Nazis' relationship with the Jews and stuff like that. Um, I think that it's, you know, it's not my personal opinion or subjective opinion about, you know, how much I value Jewish life or whatever. It's, it's, a, I think it's an objective measure about how, what the value really is. Exactly. Um, Are you a human being or aren't you? And, and what, like, not... why, why does that give value? Um, mm-hmm. Well, because well, that's a whole nother can of worms. You know, this is the same as, you know, the debate we have now with um, children with, like uh, disabilities or people with disabilities that are like, like you know, particularly like things like autism and Down syndrome. Right. Um, are they any less value? Like they might, let's, let's you know, let's go with the argument that um, they are of less economic value overall speaking than say somebody who, has the capability of getting a PhD or MD or whatever, like, you know, going high levels, high levels of achievement. Um, right. And it's, I mean, fundamentally it comes down to the question of, well, A, what is a human being? And I guess to introduce yet another controversial term, or maybe not, well, hopefully not controversial, but maybe, but you know, 
what is a human being and what inherent dignity does a human being have, if any, and if a human being has any inherent intrinsic dignity. Where does that come from? Well, where does it come from? But also, what does it mean for us, right? I mean, we can ask, like, how do we assign value to a human life? And yeah, I mean, we can look to economic considerations. We can look to practical considerations. We can look to utilitarian considerations. And that's a really great way to find all kinds of ways to get rid of the human beings that are inconvenient or otherwise problematic. And that's a horrible thing. And that's why the question of, you know, the value of a human life is really the wrong one to ask. It's more, what is a human being? And what is the inherent dignity, the intrinsic dignity, if any, of a human being? And if a human being possesses intrinsic dignity, what is our response to that? How do we respond to that? Because, you know, know, and right, like whether we're talking about Jews in pre-World War II Germany, whether we're talking about people with Down's syndrome, to my mind, you know, these are all human beings. They all have an inherent intrinsic dignity. Um, And, you know, you, you can write all the laws you want that say otherwise, but it doesn't actually change the fact of what they are and what they have. All we're doing is maybe writing laws that deny that fact yeah, and then and act we, upon that denial. We have the tyranny of our present time, and Indeed. this is, and it is. I think this is going to be a huge issue with millennials or something like that, because we have like there are certain trends that you have to be like you have to get on the right side of history. You know, they consider if you don't get fully in line, you're you you are on the wrong side of history, or whatever. Well. You know, that, that to me is just a restatement of the end of history stuff that uh, Francis Fukuyama kind of argued about back in the 90s and stuff like that. And it's, you know, history isn't quite so clear-cut and it's not so straightforward. Nope. All right, I'm going to cut it off there and we will loop back to this next week. For now, thank you all for listening. From myself... And, you know, I I hope I can speak on behalf of everybody else who has contributed to Spam, 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 Humbug and or Bite Sized Virtue over the last little while. But uh, from myself and anybody else whom I can claim to speak for, I do wish you a very Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope that you and your family or your loved ones, um, you know, just have a, a great time. It's full of warmth and food and happy memories. And we'll be back next week, so I don't have to wish you Happy New Year just yet. But until next time, be virtuous. Virtuous.